Hello and welcome to the big show. This is Dim Lights and Stiff Drinks, the dive bars of Seattle. We are interested in those roadhouses, dive bars, and watering holes with a long history and a salacious backstory. This is not a conceptual exercise. No, we're not sitting in our basements on a Zoom call. We're here. No. We are live. We are live at the Water Wheel in Ballard. And we come here and we're going to hang one on in the places where money is lost and future regrets are made. This week... As I already mentioned, we are in the witness protection program that is the Water Wheel Lounge in Ballard. Do you know why I said that? <laughs> because there's a crazy-ass criminal history that we're going to get into. Probably, but I've driven by this place a billion times and never noticed it. I've seen that sign, but... It's yeah. very easy to drive by. Very yeah, easy, yeah. I've seen it yeah. a million times, but the building is at the back of the lot. Blink and so you miss you it. you see nothing from the street except for two apartment buildings on either it, it side either, of it. it either looks like there used to be something here and it's closed, or <laughs> it's a total hole-in-the-wall burger joint, which it is exactly. not. Yeah. Right? Exactly. Both of which are great. All right. Let's say hi <laughs> to the crew. As always, we're here with uh, producer Supreme, Bob Trombley. Hey, now. And uh, we're also here with the house band, Satan's Pilgrims. I said those guys before you because they gotta, we got to give them a shout-out. Uh, Satan's just got inducted into the Oregon... Music Hall of Fame. Oh, they just oh, had a huge uh, concert for it, and the Minus Five were there. I think like Boys Against Girls. Um, Peter Buck came came by. Oh wow! Yeah, it was Very pretty cool. cool. And they got a new album coming out. Go Action! Hell yeah! I actually yeah. listened to it on Spotify the other day. Oh, popped nice. up on my feed. So nice. Well, All congrats right. to those guys. And as always, we're here to my right is resident historian Brad. Hello. And to my left is resident Suds Gorman Jeremy. Right, going by uh, Jay Smokey. <laughs> Jay Smokey, very yeah. topical. And, and very topical. Because uh, it tell the well, people what's well, going on here. Yeah, I mean, if you're listening to this podcast in the year 2037 or whatever, you'd be like, yeah, it's smoky all the time. But <laughs> you know, back here in 2022, it's smoky as fuck right now, and it's weird. It is really weird. Well, and we are outside right now. You can probably hear the car sounds in the background. Yeah, yeah. We're out in their patio right now, and they're saying, what, like an hour being outside right now for an hour is equivalent to smoking two packs of cigarettes? <laughs> so, uh, you know, we're taking one for the team. We're doing it for the show. That's probably, what, at least a day off of our lives just Ooh, being out here today? Shit. That's right. Marbred 100, baby. Hell the air yeah. quality index is 200 right now. We are fifth worst air quality in the world we were the worst yesterday yeah yeah when we're, hit, number we're number one number one <laughs> well and the rain is supposed to come tomorrow and everyone's just super psyched for that uh myself included so it's the only time we've ever been super excited for the rain to start uh, i can't wait because oh. it's been this way for a month yeah right it's weird you know, right. when my when my throat gets kind of hoarse from all the, the smoke in the air you know what i go to beer beer i'm gonna say the patch <laughs> the patch. Nice one. Patch and a beer. Nice one. So we are Typical at the Thursday Water night. Wheel Lounge in Ballard. And Brad, uh, what, what do we got this week? Do we got some criminal activity? Do We got we some, might have uh, a little bit of that, Ocean's possibly. Ocean's Eleven dipshits? Yeah, we might have a little bit of that. <laughs> Kick the, us off. So the origins of the Water Wheel Lounge begins in 1937 when it first opened across the street as a drinking establishment known as Gordon's Tavern. So, if you go a little south of here, like maybe two blocks south, there's a shell station on the other yeah, side yeah. of the street. Mm-hmm. That's where it originally operated. So, yeah, like I said, opened in 1937 as Gordon's Tavern. In 1949, it changed ownership and operated as Phyllis's Tavern, named after the new owner's first name. So, another 
female-owned tavern. Shelly's Leg, baby. Yeah, Murray. the thing that's crazy about this, I mean, we've talked about several times about how many female-owned taverns there were back in the day, but here's what we haven't talked about. Here's what makes it particularly kind of crazy that that was going on, is the fact when Prohibition was repealed in 1933, the Washington State Liquor Board was formed, and they imposed all these crazy rules known as blue laws. Yep. Mm-hmm. And they were all originally with the intent of not going back to the lawless days of the the saloons, right? Right, right. And one of the things that they didn't want to go back to was prostitution. There was like a huge amount of prostitution back then, and they wanted to avoid that. So some of these rules that were put in place in 33 were aimed at women. women couldn't go in the bar, right? They couldn't go in the bar. They couldn't order drinks for themselves. They couldn't be walking around. They had to be accompanied by a male. Stand up or something stupid like that. yeah. Yeah. And that was those were on, a lot of those rules were on the books until uh-huh. 1969. It wasn't until 1969 uh, that women could uh. order a drink for themselves. Whoa! But, but they were enforced. Uh, when I was out promoting my first book, Seattle Prohibition, I was at some some book signing or something, and some lady came up, an older lady, and we got to talk. And I love talking to the old timers. And she was telling me a story about it was in the 1950s. Her and her son were out driving around doing errands, and the car broke down. And, of course, this was pre-cell phone, way before cell phones, so they had to go find a payphone. The nearest payphone was a nearby tavern. So she went in, and she was like, okay, you stay in here. I'll be right back. She went into the tavern. They wouldn't let her in just to use the payphone. She wasn't going in to order a drink. She just wanted to use the damn phone. They wouldn't let her in, so she had to go back and get her 10-year-old son to accompany her so she could go in accompanied by a male and use the phone. Yeah, let the kid in. And yeah, that's how this, crazy this it was. This is my husband. It's yeah. okay. They let her in with her 10-year-old son. So that, you know, these places back then, these drinking establishments, basically from 1933 through 1970, essentially, were not welcome for the ladies by any stretch of the imagination. So it kind of blows my mind that so many of them were female-owned when they were just not welcoming to females back then at all. so Middle finger to the institution right there. Yeah. That is pretty interesting Mm. dichotomy. Anyway, so it it operated as Phyllis's Tavern for the next decade or so. Uh, So what was the first name again? It was first known as Gordon's Tavern. So Gordon's, then it was Phyllis's. Then it was Phyllis's, and then she ran it for the next couple decades, I believe. In 1959, a cautionary tale took place at Phyllis's Tavern. So what happened is a group of men were sitting inside the tavern drinking and talking when one of the men, a short-statured man from Texas, started making comments about how Texas was superior to all the other states. He started talking typical smack. Texan. T- typical Texan. The guys that he was drinking with, you know, they started taking exception to it. He was getting a little too carried away with uh-huh. the, the Texas is the best state. Yeah, yeah tone it down there, Tex. Stars at yeah. night are shining bright. When at some point, one of the men decided to go for the juggler when he commented that Alaska, which had just been granted statehood, was now the biggest and best state. Alaska could kick Texas's ass. That's basically what he said. So they were fighting words. The comment was not uh, very well received by the short-statured Texan who set out to defend the honor of his state by, quote-unquote, scratching, biting, and gouging the man who had made the quip about Alaska. Stop it! Stop it! <laughs> I'm picturing like you take a... take that back! I'm picturing like a boss hog character. Some <laughs> short guy with a cowboy hat. Oh, no, you didn't! Yeah. I thought a snubby was coming out for sure. Yeah, I was going to say, <laughs> yeah. Texas open carry. I thought yeah. he just shot him. 
So anyway, the cops were called, <laughs> and he was arrested, and uh, he, was, he was hauled off to jail. A few years later, in 1962, the tavern was purchased by a guy by the name of Earl D. Nelson, who re- renamed it the Water Wheel Tavern. So this was when the Water Wheel Tavern was officially born. Uh, when it first opened as a Water Wheel Tavern, Water Wheel was two words, Water Wheel Tavern. Now, of course, Water Wheel is just one word. But when it first opened, it was uh, okay. three words. What do do we know? Why why water wheel? Why they sh- yeah, yeah like, why? You know, I don't is know. he from Mississippi or something? Like an ode to or yeah like, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Water like wheels old, were like what you know those old steamships that operated river boats, the river boats yeah, and stuff. Kind of, like yeah, kind of, yeah. I'm not sure what or what, what water wheel, but just because of marine like yeah, you maybe know, he has like old wheel, uh, maybe like have boat. maritime roots. It's possible. Yeah, uh-huh. it's very possible. Uh huh. Or old, uh, like, uh, you know, uh, sawmill, logging kind yeah. of whatever with the water wheel. Yeah. yeah. Right there. Yep. Yeah, All I'm over sure here. there's some kind of local basis for it. Uh, now, you guys met, You guys were asking about crime stories, so we have another good stick-up story. Every good tavern, you know, has a good stick-up story. All this right. one is a little more I'm going to hit the cop with the tire iron. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> No, this was a little more garden variety. So in 1965, a bandit walked in at 2 a.m. after at closing, pulled out a pistol and told the bartender, this is a stick-up, get into a back room and don't make a move. So he brought the bartender into the back room, locked the door, and then made off with $326. Fuck. And they never saw him again. That's a party. So again, you know, this is your basic no-frill stick-up. It wasn't like the Baranoff when they got twenty grand out of the yeah, safe that they yeah, cracked. Yeah. yeah, there was no bumbling burglars that were trying to like you know square off against an armed cop. This guy, this guy couldn't figure out how to open the cash register, so he just grabbed the tip jar and left. Yeah. Thought that was about <laughs> about three hundred bucks. <laughs> so, uh, so the water wheel, you know, it's it's earned its stripe. It had its uh, obligatory stick up incident that took place back in the day. In 1966, the owner, Earl D. Nelson, died, and soon after, the tavern was put up for sale again. Now, again, this was when it was still across the street. Uh-huh. Uh, somebody eventually purchased the place, though it is unknown who this person was, and in 1975, plans were put into place to move the tavern across the street to where it's located now, which, by the way, used to be an auto garage. Mm, mysterious tavern mover. Yeah. Mm. Well, and it gets a little more uh, kind of murky and mysterious. So first, they needed the Washington State Liquor Control Board to approve the change of location, right? Because mm. if you're a bar and you have your liquor license and you decide to move, you can't just bring that liquor license it's with not you. A carryover. It's not a carryover. No, you, you, you gotta, you gotta, you gotta close off the street. You get a couple of big girly. Bur- Burly guys to like drag the building across the street, yeah. some elephants, it, hook up the power and the water. It's 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 a job. It's a yeah, job. It's a job. But they needed the liquor license, so uh, they requested a new liquor license for the new place across the street here. But something happened and it was declined. Their original request for a new liquor license here at this location, this was in January of 1975, was declined on the basis that they were too close to a church. So somewhere around here <laughs> I was going to say, too close to a school, but that's even better. Well, I think it was the same rule. You can yeah. be too close to a church or a school. I don't know what Across the limit the street, was. Across the street, fine. Maybe a half this a mile. This side of the street, hell no. Yeah. Well, yeah, it's 64th. I can't remember the name of that church, but... Is there one? Oh, yeah, right just down the street. Yeah, yeah. yeah exactly. Right by Ballard Market. Probably, church probably like 12 blocks away. Yeah. But weirdly, though, several months later, suddenly they got their liquor permit and they moved here. Mm-hmm. But it was never explained why, so... I was kind of curious. Maybe the mysterious about that. owner is the deacon, or maybe some palms were greased, yeah, which suddenly made the availability of the liquor license suddenly you know 
accessible to which, them. Which might be the Seattle way. Yeah, that was how things were done back then. <laughs> yeah. Not now. Are, not now, but back then, if you paid the right person, things happened. I suspect that might have happened. I don't know. Who knows? Allegedly. I'm sure it did. It's kind of annoying how graft is not accepted now. <laughs> you mean, think graft should still be... For things like, yeah, permits. Hey, yeah. I, I saw you were building an unpermitted garage in your back alley. Oh, I'm sorry. Here, sir. Here's a tribute to your family, to you and your family. I think some manila envelopes may get passed. Here's yeah. $200 yeah, for your son's softball league. <laughs> exactly. Here you go. A little something <laughs> for you. Yeah. And building yeah. a shed in his backyard. Why put him through the paces? Yeah. That's true. That's true. That's a good point. Do so, I really need to remove all that asbestos? Do I really? <laughs> <laughs> so anyway, so they made the move across the street when they finally got their new liquor license. Uh, and they brought the original horseshoe bar that's in there right now with them. Uh, it was moved down 15th Avenue using wooden rollers and a whole group of men pulling it with ropes. So I, I guess was it was right. quite they the did, scene. They did close down the street, right. Jeremy. Yeah, yeah dragging you, the bar up the street. Oh, my God. Hope, here. Fucking, yeah. hope somebody got so, that on YouTube video. The year you're Psychic talking about here. is way after one you know, number. were common. It, it's way after what? Like, what year were they using horses to haul it across the street? Well, no, they weren't using horses. It was just men. They had them early. Had it on wooden rollers and a bunch of men. Oh, no, so, I like the idea of horses, though. That'd they, be great. No, I don't think any yeah, horses. Right down Greenwood here. Yeah. I want to see elephants. Elephants. Yeah. <laughs> Why not? Team of donkeys. <laughs> so soon after it moved, it changed names from the Water Wheel Tavern to the Water Wheel Lounge that it's known as now. Uh, easier to say. Easier to sense. say when you're drunk. Yeah. Just water water wheel. Water, 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 water. Today, the Water Wheel is known for their generous happy hour, which is from three to seven p.m. So that is pretty generous, as well as their crew of tight knit regulars who are all here almost every night. In fact, when I was talking to the owner to get permission to record here, and we were talking back and forth, and I was getting some history from her, she was telling me that one of them had just passed away like maybe a month or so ago, and they actually had kind of like a wake here for the guy, a nice. memorial of oh, sorts. Wow, cool. Did they give so, him a stool? I don't know, maybe. That's cool. They retired his stool. Yeah. 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 Norm's stool or whatever it is. So to me, That's the why I got the stink eye earlier. You are sitting on his stool. <laughs> you were sitting on Norm's <laughs> stool, yeah. <laughs> Yeah, how could you? So to me, the Water Wheel Lounge represents one of Seattle's true dive bars with its wood veneer paneling, dim lighting, low ceiling, and the original horseshoe bar. And as the owner pointed out to me, they made it through COVID and they plan on staying put and keeping Ballard tipsy for as long as they can. Nice. So Keep that's the story of the water wheel. Well, I mean, that's great. Making it through, through COVID is nothing for these guys. As we mentioned in the intro, they're in the witness protection program. Like, <laughs> yeah. Well, I should mention too about them. They're open 365 days a year. Christmas and Thanksgiving. Yep. Yeah. Wow. So they're one of those 365 <laughs> days a year bars. You know. That's cool. And I'm sure there's a lot of people that are here on both those days. Yeah. Nice. Okay, you, yeah. you guys know what are you guys doing for Christmas this year? Twenty <laughs> fifth. Yeah. I, I say right back here, right yeah. back here. Where's yeah. Dad? Have a killer happy hour. <laughs> you know whose birthday it is on Christmas? Mm. Is it really? Oh, oh, all right. Your birthday is on Christmas. Yeah, actually, it is. Oh yeah. wow. You're a Christmas well, twenty five eighty four. Man, you get screwed over in the yeah. presents, Doug. Don't <laughs> you? Yeah. That sucks. Right? Yeah. It sucks. Yeah. You know, it was all right. Yeah. My parents cool. ran that's a good cool, Christmas well, in the morning, birthday for dinner. So that's how we... Oh, yeah, there you go. And okay. it's nice. so easy. Yeah, like, right. I'm a typical guy. I have a hard time remembering birthdays. But 
I will remember yours. Yeah, I think so too. <laughs> My friend Brex, his birthday is New Year's Day. Always remember Brex. Yeah, yeah. Brad, you're really close to me. Yeah, you're like April twenty sixth. Yeah, yeah, good memory, man. Good memory. Nice. I'm twenty fourth, so that's why I remember it. Jeremy, shit, I can't even remember my own birthday. Yours is this month, right? It was last week. It was last week. Bitches, oh, did, happy did birthday, you send me anything? Jay, <laughs> you give me a check? No. And I also have a friend whose birthday is April fifteenth, which is tax day. So okay, mm. I know a lot of dun, people dun, whose dun, birthdays dun, are in nasty. April. That's right. Seem to. I think Brian. Yeah, his was in, in uh, April yeah. too. Right? Bob is April. What's uh, what's your woman's? Uh, December 29th, close okay. to Bob's. Nice. Yeah. All right, cool. Yeah. So what, your birthday what, what, was last week. What'd what you do? What were we talking about? We got way off topic, man. What, talking about birthdays. Topic, What'd you Jeremy? do for your birthday, Jeremy? <laughs> yeah. Well. Happy belated, happy belated birthday, by the way. Well, thank you. Thank you. I, t- I tell you, you know, I, I think I texted you motherfuckers about this earlier. I went to a concert oh. that... You went and saw New Order and the Pet Shop Boys. I heard that was awesome, I did. I did. Really? I'm not afraid. Who knows it? I love the Pet Shop Boys. Even our listener of the podcast, it was a fucking great concert. The Pet Shop Boys are awesome. I'm jealous. Really fun. Really fun. Super fun. They they both put on a great, great show. Sick. Lasers and lights and smoke. Were you dancing? Oh man, it was crazy. Yeah, the yeah. place was the place was really. Where, where was it was at? Hopping. What was the venue? Jeremy? Climate pledge. <coughs> climate pl- <laughs> climate <laughs> climate pledge. Climate pledge arena, which is not a great place to see <laughs> a concert. For our for listeners, the most part. that's it's where the a, hockey team plays. So it's yeah, like it's twenty thousand kind of seater, thirty thousand. Yeah, seater. it's kind of a shitty no, place to see okay. a concert because it's so fucking big and it's made for okay. sports, whatever. But you know, it, it was all right. They did, they did a good job. It was loud as fuck in there. Nice. But yeah, super, super fun. Nice. Yeah. Great and place. I was actually kind of jealous when Jeremy. Yeah, it was, it was a great that. time. You know, and, and like you said, you know, Climate Pledge Arena named because Amazon bought the joint, renamed it Climate Pledge Arena. God knows why for, uh, I, I don't know. Anyway, but you know, now Amazon owns it. They remodeled the joint when they bought it and renamed it. They did a nice job. They did a nice job. It was actually pretty freaking nice. And there. It's not that the acoustics aren't so hot for concerts and whatever, but for sports and like major events and stuff, yeah. it's nice. Yeah. Tons of bars all along the outskirts there. They've got a bunch of uh, really good draft beer. They have a bunch of places, kind of cool, a bunch of places that have uh, draft mixed drinks. And they got the Kraken tie-in, so they got Kraken rum. And all these places you can buy like Kraken rum mixed drinks on draft for you know, well, really. Nice. I was gonna say cheap, but it's not really doing. You know, it's like you know, arena cheap, which is Thousands like twelve of bucks. Drunk hockey fans, what could go wrong? Oh man, yeah, super fun. Nice. So it sounds like you had some drinks and saw a good show. Hell yeah! And then the next day went to a beer festival. Nice. Well, yeah. I don't want you to tell me about what was on tap at the beer festival, but I do <laughs> want you to tell me about what's on tap here. Brad, what you drinking? So I'm drinking the, what is it, the Jellyfish Brewing Company's, uh, their Oktoberfest offering. October is it pumpkin Fest. bullshit? No, 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 no pumpkin. I No, I'm anti-pumpkin <laughs> beer, so no worries there. Wait, wait, what do you got to get against pumpkin beers, man? Because it tastes like crap. <laughs> That's my main complaint against it. You just haven't had the right one. You, no. haven't, ha- you haven't had the right one. No, it's funny. So um, a couple weeks ago, you know, I was going to head across the street for my Friday night beers with my neighbors. And uh, Madeline was grocery shopping that day. And she was like, hey, Dad, I'm going grocery shopping. Do you need a six-pack? And I was like, yeah. And she was like, okay, wh- what kind do you want? 
And I wasn't specific. I just said, you know, just get me something seasonal, whatever looks good. Oh, no. So she came back with a six-pack of pumpkin beer. And I was like, oh, man. And I didn't want to make her feel bad because she was trying to, she was doing me a solid. honey. Yeah, yeah. But it would. And what was it? I don't even remember. I tried drinking one. It was horrible. I hate pumpkin nail. I really do. Yeah. Well, I think we need to unpack that a little bit more. But before that, we need to head back to the bar for round two. All right. All right. So maybe Satan's Pilgrims do, uh, do us a little uh, segue music. We we'll grab another drink, get a drink Satan's on back, and we'll be back in it. motherfuckers, take us out. <laughs> All right, yeah, we back. It. Thank you, Satan's Pilgrims, Jeremy. You went and refreshed our cups. Thank you very much. Three beers, courtesy of Jeremy. Brad, what did uh, Jeremy get you? So I'm drinking a Sky Kraken. They're hazy pale. So it's a hazy pale ale, and it's so good because it has that great hazy flavor, but it's light, like a pale ale. It's so you like got a the five best five of both worlds. It's a five five. Yeah, which is right up my alley. Oh, cool! It's 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 very refreshing and good. So nice. And I'm drinking the uh, amber. Did you catch the name of the amber that I'm drinking, Jay? Uh, give me a second. Uh, no. Well, it's delicious. <laughs> I had it for the first round. Jeremy, I'm having it for the second round. That's your only job. <laughs> you had one job. I gave you one I fucking don't, job. I don't have to fucking pay attention to your beers. I'm busy paying attention to my beer. <laughs> All right. So uh, pay we'll, attention to your own damn beer. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Well, what's your beer, Jay? Mine is a Sea Pine Mosaic uh, Dry Hop IPA. Good call. Oh, is that the one oh, you excuse said me. was no, no, no. hoppy as all get Wet out? Wet Hop IPA. Wet Hop. And I can it's tell you, uh, just taking a brief sample of it, it's like drinking mulch. <laughs> drinking mulch? Is that what you said? Mmm, tastes like mulch. Delicious. Mm. I'll take another. Fresh lawnmower <laughs> clippings. No, it's no, 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 no. It's delicious, but it's that intense. I, I like, get what you're saying. Say, beers, yeah. are hoppy, beers are hoppy. Like, yeah. no, this is hoppy. Yeah, for sure. And it, th- the other kind of awesome beers, it's a great experience with that if you can find a really good one, is the Citra Hops IPAs. Right? Ooh, good lord. Yeah, Those yeah. are really tasty. Right. And they're, you know, they're all, they have all these kind of crazy names like chronic IPA and stuff like that because it totally tastes like fresh weed. Yeah. yeah, but it's the, the kind. Of, but it's it's, yeah. it's the type of hop they're using the Citra. It, totally, yeah, yeah, for sure. And it it's, that one in it's, it's an awesome flavor profile, especially if it is just crazy, crazy obvious that it tastes like wheat. Because I think it's highly it was resinous or something like that, like the pot. Yeah, yeah, that's resinous. delicious. Say, let's plug that uh, brewery again. What is this? Sea Pine Brewery, and this is the and mosaic. They're, they're located wet in hops. Soto, yeah. aren't they, Jay? They are. Yeah. Yeah. Sea Pines it's Mosaic. Fantastic stuff. There's fantastic. not. There, we see a Sea Pine in a couple of bars that we visited, but it's not not super popular on taps in dive bars. Um, sea Pines definitely gotten a lot They're, popular, more popular over the last couple of years. Yeah, way more available it's, than they were just like a couple of years ago. It's not a pinkies out great. beer, but it's definitely a you know. It's yeah, a, it's yeah. a nice. Beer. There's a, like yeah. A there's a reason we're finding them more on the taps. Yeah. They're, yeah, they're killer. Yeah, yeah nice. really killer. Very cool. Yeah, for sure. All right. So uh, let's talk about where we're at. Uh, where are we at, Jeremy? Well, we are in, well, would you consider this Freelard? Uh, no, this is Solid Ballard. All right, Brad, where are we at? <laughs> Actually, this is, 
I, I'm kind of with Jeremy. It doesn't seem like we're. It at least seems we're on the fence of Ballard. I wouldn't say we're like in deep Ballard. Oh, Aren't so we on the boundary of like no, Ballard in another neighborhood? I'd say Crown Ballard and Crown Hill. Crown Hill. Yeah, I'd okay. say we're yeah. sitting right in. You the... said Freelard though. That's the other side. Jeremy said Freelard. No, I didn't. No, no, I didn't. <laughs> Close. But uh, this right, isn't our right first there. Ballard bar. <laughs> what was our first Ballard bar? The Sloop. Oh shh. Oh, yeah, the sloop and the knots and the bones. So in that episode, we talked about the uh, history of the neighborhood, right? Ballard? Yeah, yeah. It, it's on the water. It's a fishing Started village. Started out as a fishing, yep, yep. Uh, the Germans were in Georgetown making beer, and the mm-hmm. Norwegians were here Catching fishing. fish, yeah. That's right. So we talked about the heritage of Ballard in the last episode, which yeah, we were at yeah. in Ballard, right? So in this one, I thought we would talk about a very cool property that is just a couple uh, clicks down the road from here. And I encourage our listener, open up your Apple Maps and type in the Edith Macefield House. Oh, yeah. Do Edith those words mean anything to you guys? No. no. I'm not hip to that. No. It's the real-life uphouse. Yeah. The Pixar oh, movie where right. the guy refused to sell to the big developers and then eventually tied his house to a bunch of balloons and mm-hmm. flew away. Well, it's the same story, but without the balloons, right? Is the house still there? Yeah, I it's absolutely it still there. Nope. Okay. Demolished, but I don't know. Uh, what is there now is a giant retail complex with the Trader Joe's and a parking garage and a bunch of other stuff. The initial offer to Edith was $750,000 for her house. What year was this? Uh, Early 2000s? No. Yeah, exactly. Early 2000s. It was when the movie Up came out about the same so time. So it would have been a good deal at that time. At that time, it would have killed her. Yeah. Well, Today's market is dog shit. It, it, yeah. It, it's an incredible deal. So then they increased it to a million, and she was like, no, this is my home. I don't care about money. I'm not interested. So they said, okay, well, then we'll just build around you. And so they literally did. It's a small home by any standards. It's 500 square feet. Yeah, it's a humble little house. It, it, yeah. It's a little farmhouse, and it's still there. And she passed away since, but... Uh, you can go check it out anytime you want. The little house on its little lot, it's buttressed on three sides by a five-story commercial structure. So there's a house, and it's like five stories, parking garage, Trader Joe's. And, uh, yeah, look it up. There was this weird timing also about how it happened in between the movie, the Pixar movie Up's development and when it finally came out. Yeah. So when it did finally come out, they did a promo up here uh, for Up, and they tied a bunch of balloons to the house and uh, used it for a movie release party. I remember when they did that. That was cool. Yeah, cool. That was a great movie. That was one of my favorite Pixar movies, or at least in my top five. That's right. Yeah. So who wants to join now? Do we know uh, who, do we who owns, owns it now? House? Well, yeah. when she, uh, she died shortly after, and... When the construction was going on, can you imagine a five-story commercial I building know. going up around you? I so know. So the foreman of the crew felt terrible for her. And Put he her came up. in every day and talked to her and said, is there anything you need? Like, I'll, I'll go get it for you. And he hung Earplugs. out and talked to her. <laughs> <laughs> a bunch of balloons. Yeah, so yeah. she left the house to him when, uh, when she passed away. She, she left it to the foreman? After. Yeah. Whoa. And he sold it. And it's not a million-dollar property. It's the last place you want to live, right? Right, because it's, sur- <laughs> it's surrounded by this brick. Yeah. 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 And, and so, industrial ballard. sold it for, I think, 500000 to a guy who was thinking of turning it into a tourist kind of thing. And then he didn't take the property taxes, and King County took it back. And what? I think they still have it. Our listeners, if you want to buy the Edith Macefield house, you can do it now. It's just sitting in 
King County in the foreclosure lot. That's oh, interesting. Uh, but no one wants anything to do with it because what are you going to do with I it? So no, no one's idea. currently a real estate agent, Lou. <laughs> so it's vacant. Nobody's living in it right yeah. now. That's crazy. I didn't know that. And they put uh, there's uh, you know a giant nine foot fence around it. Yeah, it's not pretty to look at by any standards, but uh, it's still there. It's or cool. if our listeners would like to go there and just squat for free, you know, you don't have to pay any money. So there you go. <laughs> that was an awesome story. The water wheel is definitely a old ass kind of kind of tucked in tucked in old school buildings surrounded by a shit ton of condos yeah right there's fucking condos everywhere right and there's like right on this 15th. place maybe one other kind of small building up the road whatever that's been around for a while whatever but development is in, engulfing and swallowing this building as we sit here yeah yeah Ballard is the most gentrified neighborhood in the Seattle oh for sure you say well, and they always use Ballard as a measurement against other places that are under risk for overdevelopment. Like, we don't want to become Ballard. You hear that a lot these days. <laughs> oh, for sure. Yeah, for I'm sure. hearing that in Edmonds where I live. You know, like, we don't want to become another Ballard. Uh, well, you'd use that in West Seattle. Sadly, we have became Ballard. So, yeah. Well, thank, yeah. thank God there's places like this, man. Thank God we have enough dive bars in, in the uh, these awesome neighborhoods for us to do a stupid podcast about them, right? Definitely. So, well, I guess this bar... <laughs> days are fucking dwindling. The water wheel was actually for sale... Uh, I believe in 2019, so just a few Ooh, years ago. So it got yeah. saved. It yeah. got saved at the last minute. So the current owner was like, nope, we're not going anywhere. We're staying put. So Hell yeah. Nice. Yeah. I think it's time to knock <laughs> it on the head. Uh, yeah. We're going to say goodbye to the smog. I think we've uh, breathed oh in God. enough smoke. Oh. Yeah. Yep. All right. Smoke yeah. them if you well, want before we, home and drink Before we hit it on the head, a shout out to the bartender, Clarice. Yes. Who oh, is yeah. an awesome bartender, an awesome host. And gave us a very warm welcome when yes, we set up you, today. Clarice. So yeah, and also has a great soundtrack. Come on down. She always has great music playing. Absolutely, absolutely. Yeah, for sure. So that's right. Shout out to the Water Wheel. Go on to I Touch and look up the jukebox at the Water Wheel, and it will tell you <laughs> that the most popular song here is Blue Oyster Cult. Uh, what was it? A Mike McDonald song? Yes. Well, I can't think of the Frankie name. Frankie Beverly. Doobie Brothers taking it to the Doobie streets. Doobie Brothers. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> All right. Second time. Thank Let's you, knock Clarice. It on the head. Thank you, Water Thank you, Will. Satan's Pilgrims. Take us out. <laughs> Thank you, Clarice. <laughs>